Welcome to the LifePurpose.com podcast. The number one podcast in the entire cosmos for empowering and inspiring you to live your life's purpose. My name is Emma Allman. And I'm Gabriel Serra. And today's episode is about overcoming your creative blocks to live your life's purpose. Creative expression is still a big topic. Big, big topic. There's so much potential around creative expression and our creative power. It's beyond what we can fathom. We hold so much unlimited, untouched, unaccessed reservoir of creator powers. And I feel it. I feel, I feel a bit frustrated and unfulfilled because as we are now accessing more and more of our creative powers, I am becoming more aware of what is inside of me that wants to be expressed. And at the same rate of how I get more awareness of the potential inside of me and the creative vastness that lies inside of me that wants to be expressed, that wants to be birthed, that wants to be created, at the same level I become aware of the vastness of creativity and potential inside of me at the same level I get excited but also at the same level I get frustrated. I get frustrated because I want to express it now. I, w- I want to do it. It's like a big pulsating energy inside of me that wants to be released, that wants to stream into some form of creation but sometimes it feels stifling because I don't know I don't know. I don't know how to express it. And I feel like I don't have a full outlet to express it. And then it makes me feel stifled and it makes me feel frustrated. And it makes me feel partially not fulfilled with my life because I know there is so much, there's so much inside of me. But sometimes I don't know how to express it. Sometimes I feel that I am preventing myself from expressing it. And that makes me feel frustrated and angry and unfulfilled. And then I also noticed the ego wants to project that anger and that frustration on the people around me and on circumstances in the outer world. But no, I I see the illusion with that game. It's not the outer world that I can't fulfill my my potential and all that is inside of me. It's not the, the other people. It's not the people in my life. No one in the outer world is to blame because that is the illusion world. And we said that we are because, that we are infinite times greater and stronger and more powerful than the outer world. So it is all within me. As Liza Nichols says, I am my own rescue. So what is it going to take for us to really live our full potential? Are we aware of the words that we speak? Because I believe my full potential cannot be fully expressed in this lifetime because I have so much potential and I believe in this human body as Hema. I don't know, maybe that's a limitation, but I think I cannot fully 100% express all that potential that is inside of me because the divine flow, the divine essence inside of me is so massive that it's sometimes too big for this human body to handle. So I don't know if I could ever express and live my full potential in this lifetime. Hey, by the way, I know you're listening to this podcast because you know you have a big purpose, but you may need support fulfilling what you came here to do. 
That's why we invite you to join the lifepurpose.com support community. Just click on the link in the description or go to lifepurpose.com to check it out. And now back to the episode. Like there's so many things. There's so many things that I see and envision. There's love land. There is acres of land with having homes there where we are isolated, but yet we can invite whoever we choose to invite. And it's like very private. It's a retreat. It's it's forest. It's nature. It's wild. There are stages outside in nature where we can express ourselves. There are ceremonies there that are going down outside in nature with sweat lodges. And then I see us on stages, like really expressing our full potential and letting that stream forth into into other people and giving part of our light, our essence, our expression to the world. And I see all of that, and that's that's the outlet that that's gonna be required for for our massiveness, for our vastness, for our potential, because it's God in action. And it's like God in action is turning turning up a notch. We're returning it up a notch. We're turning it up a notch. And you're gonna feel that like when your environment and everything starts to feel too small for you and it's like you just wanna break the shell, you wanna break the shell, you wanna break the shell. You're ready to fly, you're ready to spread your wings and sometimes it's like I wanna fly right now. It is just the perfect environment for creative expression. It's about creating the perfect environment for our creative expression. And I acknowledge, I acknowledge a level of anger and frustration and resentment. And I acknowledge that I have projected that a lot onto the outer world. And I acknowledge that I blamed other people for my lack of expression and my lack of holding myself back from expressing myself out of fear and out of feeling that I'm going to get rejected. But all of that is like bottling up inside. All of that is bottling up inside. And it's like an inner flame, an inner fire. And if you don't find an an outlet for that, it's like burns you from within. And I want to say and I want to ask for forgiveness. I ask for forgiveness for every single person that I projected my anger and my frustration onto and that I blamed knowingly or unknowingly for my inability to creatively express myself and for my inability to live in my fullest potential. I ask for, for forgiveness for and from everyone that I projected my unfulfillment towards that I projected my insecurity of living my fullest potential towards. And I ask for forgiveness for everyone that I blamed for my inability to be the fullest expression of me because it's no one else's responsibility but my own to live in my creative expression and to create the environment that my creative expression needs to be fulfilled to be expressed. I went to London with one of my intentions was to dance as a habit, as a ritual, and to sign up to a dance studio and to take dance lessons once or twice a week. I didn't do it because I blamed money. Now it's too expensive. Can't afford it. So I blame the outer world. I blame money for my 
for me not taking chances, for me not taking action on expressing myself creatively. And I acknowledge that. And that's how fear holds us back every single time. And then rather sooner than later, your life will be over and you will be at your deathbed and you will be looking back and you will be thinking, what the heck? What happened with the time of my life? I wasted so much time. I had so many excuses. But then it will be too late. So dance as much as you can dance every single day, no matter what anyone says. Love and play as much as you can every single day, no matter what anyone else says, because you're doing it for you. <laughs> You're doing it to fulfill your own heart, to fulfill your own soul. You're not doing this to please anyone outside of you. You're doing this for your own soul's fulfillment. And if anyone ever criticized you or laughed at you or rejected you, just get the fuck over it. Let it be, let it rest in the past. Do it for you. Dance for you. Make art for you. Let it come from your heart. And if people like it, great. If people don't like it, great. How you feel doing it is so much more important. And every extra like from someone else is just an add-on. You don't want to die with the music still playing inside of you. There's a book called The Five Regrets of the Dying. And it was a bunch of people who were interviewed on the deathbed and one of the most common regrets that they all had in common was that they are regretting that they have not played fully out and that they are now dying with all that magic all that beauty all that creative vastness and their music still inside of them and they never expressed it I choose to die free of regret. My question though is, what does it really take and what is going to be needed for us to live our full potential or as much of our full potential in this lifetime? And what is it going to take and what is going to be needed to express our, our full creative expression in this lifetime? Very simple. Pick an outlet and do the thing already. It's that simple. So if you have a passion for writing and you like to write children's novels, start a blog and make it a habit every day for 30 minutes when you're at work, after work, lunch break, coffee break, just before you're going to go to bed. As soon as you wake up, schedule a time in your calendar every single day to do the thing and just do it. There is a quote-unquote marketing expert by the name of Seth Godin. And he is a very well-respected marketer. And he has been blogging every single day for the last over five to 10 years or more. And he said that there's nothing magical about where he got to, to be, the, to be at the level that he is. He's written many books, many blog posts, interviews, etc. And the number one thing that he said that stuck with me when I was following his content was he made this analogy of chop the wood, carry the water. 
every single day. Every single day you have to chop the wood and get the water. Or something like that. Maybe it's not exact, but that's what I remember paraphrasing him saying. And what that means is, in, in relation to what you're saying about your creative expression and that you still have regrets and you feel frustrated, well, that's no one's fault but your own. No one is stopping you from picking up your smartphone and creating a piece of content for lifepurpose.com. No one is stopping you from creating a sales strategy or a sales system for you to connect with people and how you're going to reach out to people and how you're going to grow your community. No one is stopping you from paying for art materials. We even have art materials here. You can order a canvas. No one is stopping you from painting. No one is stopping you from doing any of these things. This is perhaps another level of victim mindset and complaining. And I think that it is so great that you bring this up because if you think about Seth Godin, someone that has done the work every single day, whether it was two sentences or a paragraph or a whole page worth of content, they committed themselves to that practice. They committed themselves to their outlet. So if you're a writer, that's an outlet. If you are an artist, even if you may not enjoy your art at this stage, there is AI generated art. What is to stop you from leveraging the artificial intelligence to make a piece of art that you're satisfied with? If you have a passion for minting NFTs, there's nothing to stop you from minting the NFTs. You use the AI art, then you go through the process of paying for the gas fees on the Ethereum or other blockchain networks that support NFTs. You mint the NFT, go to Rarible, go to OpenSea, mint your NFT. There is nothing to stop you from even doing a podcast. And perfect enough is there was a video that I watched this morning on the YouTube channel that I, I really am starting to like. It's called Starter Story. And on this YouTube channel, this guy interviews successful solopreneurs that have built seven-figure businesses just working by themselves, just working for themselves. No freelancers, no anyone. It's just them and their gifts and their talents. And they figured out a way how to monetize this for their to their advantage. And in one of these episodes, he's, he's interviewed a what seems to be a well-known podcaster now. His name is Danny Miranda. And Danny Miranda started his podcast during 2020. So sometime in 2020, he started up his podcast. And then within the first 40 episodes, he was interviewing Gary Vaynerchuk, a serial entrepreneur out in New York City that started up VaynerMedia, VaynerX, and VFriends. So... If you are saying that you're not satisfied, if you're not fulfilled with your creative expression, ask yourself, what can you do right now to chop your wood and carry your water? What can you do right now to lay your brick one by one and build an outlet, have a create an outlet? 
What can you do to create an outlet for yourself whereby you are expressing yourself in the fullness of who you are? Is there one place that you can go to and do the same thing over and over and over and over again? I think it's a little bit different from where we are because for me, when I had the YouTube channel, I made close to a thousand videos and I spent hours upon hours making each video and it was not fulfilling for me not at all so at this stage my desire for creative expression is is not anywhere of where your creative expression desire may be and i would encourage you to to ask yourself can you do something where you're spending five eight ten hours a day making one thing every single day without getting paid for it that's what i did and it was very draining. It was very draining. So for me, I don't have that same perspective as you do. But if you are saying that you feel that you have all this creative potential in you, then now it is the time to challenge yourself and make it a habit. In fact, I've actually seen that that is the only thing that matters. If you want to be successful at anything, if you want to do anything, if you want to change your behaviors, if you want to change your personalities, if you want to live better, if you want to have a six pack, if you want to whatever, fill in the blank, habit. This is all it is. Eat the same food every single day, limit your calories, uh, go underneath your, your, your suggested um, baseline of calories, move your body, put a smile on your face, want to meditate, set aside 15 minutes in the morning, breathe deeply, do nothing, it, do this every single day over the course of years and you're going to see a huge difference. It's the same thing like, again, referencing Gary Vaynerchuk or Danny Miranda or Joe Rogan. When Joe Rogan started podcasting, uh, Joe Rogan, he's a very well-known podcaster now. He has the Joe Rogan experience. When Joe Rogan started podcasting, he did this podcast three episodes a week over the course of 10 years. And remember when we had the co-creator presentation to invite and recruit co-creators to lifepurpose.com? I used Joe Rogan as the example because he signed a $100 million deal with Spotify, which was huge at the time. And now Danny Miranda, who has only been doing podcasting for two and a half years, eventually is on track to even surpass a Joe Rogan because we are in the age where According to Danny Miranda, the podcast industry is it's still in its infancy stages. So ask yourself, what is your creative outlet going to be, right? Are you the type of person that wants to sit in front of the computer and write content? Is that your form of creative expression? Are you the person that wants to dance? Well, how come you're not dancing? Set aside one hour every single day and you dance until you're sweating, until you're exhausted. Strip, get completely naked, and then you put the music up as loud as you can, and you get your funk on until your whole room smells like funk. Would you do that? No. Would you be interested in dancing? No, not a chance. Is that perhaps because you have a creative block because of that rejection you got from that girl with dancing? No. I don't like dancing. I don't have any interest in dancing. But 
if you truly want me to dance, wow, that San Pedro is strong. If you want me to dance, I will dance with you. We, we, we can get completely naked. We can turn the music up. We can play that song. I don't want. I bet you stay, bet your booty on the floor, and I will shake my rump shaker to the point where you can smell that rump shaker ripeness permeating the entire flat, baby. I will do that. I will do that. If this makes you happy, then let us do that. Let us do this. But well, I, I believe that is a form of fun. And I know you've been saying, you know, you want more fun, more laughter and play. And I believe dance, really. I'm not talking about structured dance. I'm talking about just intuitive dance and just moving your body to music. I believe that is a form of fun. Play. Some people, they speak about having creative blocks or creative flow blocks. And it's hard for them to get into a creative expression, right? That's an idea that is psychology. That's all that is. Schedule a time and do the thing. Because it's the same concept as working out. There is a saying, the person that goes to the gym, even when they don't feel like it, is always going to outdo the person that goes to the gym when they do feel like it. So what does that mean? Think about yourself and imagine that there's two versions of you. There is the version of you, Hema, that schedules your creative expression outlet time every single day, seven days a week, no excuses. You just do the thing as a habit. Like you breathe, like you pee, like you eat every single day. That's a habit. So too, is it a habit that you do your creative expression thing? There is the version of Hema that only creatively expresses herself when she feels like it. Who is going to produce more? Who is going to create more? And I remember that there was, I was watching something actually similar to this, to what you're saying a few days ago, ironically enough. And the content creator basically said the same thing. He said that if you, as a full-time content creator, this, this person, as a full-time content creator, making a living as a full-time content creator out of the thing that they're interested in or passionate about, full-time, they said that when they had to make the transition to doing it every single day and figuring out how to be creative every single day, because it was a habit, it was actually much easier for them to create every single day than had they just created something just because they felt like it, just because. So we have to ask ourselves and I also challenge our big ones to also ask themselves and be honest with themselves. Are you using the term creative block, creative expression, the tooth fairy? I can't do this because it costs money as an excuse. We have to be very honest with ourselves and we have to be very real with ourselves and we have to ask ourselves that question. There are so many platforms today that are for free. You can, and Hema, you, you made mention of this 
a few episodes ago that I started up my YouTube channel with a smartphone that had a cracked screen. I was able to manage and build and run my YouTube channel from a smartphone. There was no laptop, there was no high-end equipment, it was just the smartphone with the cracked screen. That is how you found me, that is how we went on this journey. With because, all because of that smartphone with the cracked screen on it. I mean, you are a perfect example with what we can call a creator, a creative block. You had an incident where you were a kid that your uncle laughed at your painting and you never drew again since that day. For 20 years, you did not touch a pen and paper because that experience hurt you. It was a traumatic event for you. And it was only 20 years later where you actively made the choice to reclaim your creative talent where you started to make it a habit again and be courageous enough and brave enough to just make the first step and draw. And I, I remember you made the first drawing after 20 years and that probably wasn't easy for you. But you then made it a habit to draw every single day and then it became it became the norm for you it became a part of who you were that's what i'm referring to a creative block there, there may be many people who have experienced significant traumatic experiences around their creative energy which includes sexual abuse by the way we don't need to get into that but that is definitely um, connected to our creator energy and how we express ourselves. I just bring this up because it is relative to what we're speaking about. It's relevant. Yes. So this reminds me of a book that I read a long time ago. It was by, I think, an entrepreneur. His name was Guy Kawasaki. And he wrote a book called The Art of a Start. I think that's the title. And in this book, basically, he was saying that the hardest thing for anyone to do the hardest thing for anyone that anyone will ever do is start. Ironically enough, it's very easy for me to start, but it's very difficult for me to keep going until I get the reward. Psychologically, there's an element of self-sabotage that I was experiencing. But in this book, the author is saying that for any creative purpose, for any business, for any activity that we do do and that we make as part of our life, it is the start that means to be executed so i think the best way that i could say this and that has helped me is that and i got this from a entrepreneur who was a fitness entrepreneur at the time his name is bedros coolian and i remember when i was signed up to his fitness blogs about how to promote like your fitness company and bedros coolian i remember one specific blog post or what specific video that he made he said hey look the, the right time is never going to happen there's never going to be right now like the perfect moment the perfect moment is the moment that you say it's the perfect moment basically it's never going to be the perfect condition it's never because then otherwise you're going to wait so the best thing you can do is just to start now just like with the attitude just like with the mindset thing how many people go uh, go with their lives thinking that when they have a certain amount of money in their bank account, when they have a certain partner, when they have a certain set of clothes, when they have a certain house, then they're good. Well, guess what? What if you never get there? Or what if you do get there 
right? Hopefully, optimistically, what if you do actually get there, but then you're like, okay, now that I'm here, now I'm on to the next thing. Well, you're never going to be happy. You're never going to be in the present moment. And I'm not going to postpone my happiness for two years from now, three years from now. I'm going to be happy now. I'm going to put the smile on my face now. I'm going to think of the good thoughts now because it's right now. It's all happening right now. And now is the only moment that you will ever have to creatively express yourself right now. So you are already expressing yourself creatively. You just have to be mindful of how you're creatively expressing yourself. And good point that you brought up about me with the drawing. And then I hadn't touched drawing in over 20 years. I allowed one person who was a relative to influence my creative outlet and the way I creatively express myself. You know, it is, I understand and I do recognize that it is something when you are a young person, you know, you're either a child or a kid or you're in your teens and someone that you're related to that's supposed to be quote unquote your family influences you in a way that makes you feel that your creative expression is trash. I understand that, but at the same time, we have to ask ourselves, is that really the truth? Does it still make me happy to do this? And that comes with having a different mindset. It's, it's all psychology-based. I have found, though, that because I did just have that first drawing and then I decided, you know what, I'm going to do this every single day. I'm just going to draw something every single day for the next six, seven, eight months. And so when I did that in 2022, I was able to f create my own little artistic, my own little drawing portfolio. That's fine. And what I learned in that experience from doing it every day is that, once again, I did not have any idea of what I was going to do for that day. I had no idea what I was going to draw for that day. I just knew I wake up in the morning at a certain time. I go through my morning routine. Part of my morning routine is I scheduled that time in for the drawing. That's the key. So as I mentioned before with the creative outlet expression, if that really is a priority in your life, and I understand that at this stage, it was not really a priority in my life. My priority was figuring out how to make money. It has been my priority for a long time. And it still has made me unhappy, right? But at this stage in 2022, my priority was, okay, let me add this creative expression thing to my priority, to my day, to my list of habits. And at first there's some friction because it's new. But then after the third or fourth or fifth day of you doing it consecutively, it becomes you. Just like with us having these cacao ceremonies had you said let's just do the cacao ceremonies whenever we feel like it we would not have created this podcast the podcast would not already have been at 15 episodes plus it's that simple we show up three times a week to record these podcasts i then edit and publish these podcasts that's another habit that's another thing that i have to put into my day and it's the same thing for any other activity the drawing Every single day at a certain time, I got myself on the computer and I got the, the drawing pad and then I researched something to draw. And then I, whether it was a video tutorial or whether it was just finding a picture and then just seeing, oh, can I actually replicate that? Can I actually do it by hand? I did it. 
I, I found a way to make it work. And I could spend up to an hour or an hour and a half doing this thing to heal this creative wound or this creative block or whatever the case is. Some people may call this like art therapy. So the lesson, the wisdom that I got from this is that I didn't have to wait 20 years. All I had to do was make this a habit. If this was really important to me, which last year, for whatever reason it was, I made it a habit. For any of our big ones that desire deeply from their heart to creatively express themselves, maybe they had a trauma and they need some type of creative outlet to as their therapy. Well, guess what? If it is that important for you, schedule that as part of your day and make it an absolute must to do this every single day, whether it's 30 minutes, whether it's an hour, every single day. I, I do mean every single day, like Saturday and Sunday. I do mean every single day, like whether it's snowing outside or it's, it's summertime. I do mean every single day, whether you're tired or you're energized. I do mean every single day, whether you're motivated and inspired to do it or you want nothing to do with the creative outlet expression. Do it every single day as a habit, as a ritual. Even if it's fun, even if it's not fun some days, do it as a ritual and see how that influences your creative expression. And you will find that as you do it every single day, just like exercising three times a week, just like you eat every day, just like you sleep every day, just like you use the toilet every day. If this is that important to you and you do this every single day, you will get something out of this and you will find that there is no luck involved. There is no secret to success. There is no secret to getting better. It literally has just been a practiced behavior, a practiced habit, a practice routine. Same thing for your mindset. Same thing for brushing your teeth. Same thing for your body. Exercise consistently, eat consistently, sleep consistently. Same time, same setup, same everything. And watch the, what happens. Watch how many miracles and blessings transpire because you've taken maybe a passion of yours or your, even your purpose and you have found an outlet where you can express that purpose or that passion every single day. So Emma, what could you say is a form of creative expression that you want to creatively express and what would be your outlet and what would be your strategy for creatively expressing yourself with this creative outlet? My desire is to sing more and to play with instruments more and to move my body. So it's music and it's dance and it's singing. And at what time each day could you do this? Well, the thing is, I would love to do it not always by myself. I want to I wanna have people to do this with. Is there? And I know that we have been doing this with the cacao ceremonies, but that has been only once a month. And there was no cacao ceremony for the last two, for the last two months. And I want to practice my gift. And I don't always want to do it at home because we're all living here. And I just don't want to bother you while you work. That's an excuse. It's that simple. That's an excuse. That is an excuse that you would be bothering me. 
That is your idea. That is your perception. I ask you, though, is there an app that you could find where you could connect with such a group of people here in this part of Austria? Is there a group that you can actually create and meet up? Maybe there is the drum circle. Can you create your own your own group? Can you also just find a group of people online and say, hey, I want to make a group dance singing thing and it's just for free. And every single day we get together and we just hang out and we just jam. Mm. Can you do that? Yes, of course I can. Now, are you holding yourself back because you want me to join you? Because if that's the case, I don't want to do it. And I'm making that very clear because I have no desire for singing. I have no desire for dancing. That is not my energy. That is not my focus. I may be able to join you here and there. See, but that's, that's what I'm saying. You're saying that you have, you feel that you're not creatively expressing yourself. You feel that you're not living your full potential. Well, you're never going to know what your full potential is until you actually commit yourself to doing something as a ritual and seeing what you're actually made of and seeing how much of this potential you actually have, how much of this creative power you actually have. You're never going to know the truth of that. If you're just saying, I'm going to only do it once a week, you've got to have a plan for this. You have to be disciplined. And discipline is also very important for creative expression. Everything you do, you've got to be disciplined enough to do it consistently. If that is truly what you say you want to do, if that truly makes you happy, if it makes you happy, you have to take action on that. Do you know? I like I like the I like what you said about just turning on the music and taking your clothes off and just dancing to it. That is one level. We can do that now. You want to do that now? Let's do that now. We end the podcast for today. Take the clothes off. Put on the music. Pump the jam. Pump it up and get the funk on. We got to get our funk permeating through the air. And the environment and the atmosphere. But you said you that's not your thing. That is not my thing. But I take it that you do want someone there with you. But you can't be everything for me. Then that's you people pleasing. I'm already doing this many times. So we also have to get over that perception, that idea. Doesn't matter. If you want someone... If you want, I think this is also important too. And when I think about this, this is actually the case for the community that you're wanting to start, the life purpose community. There are people that may need their hands held. They, they, and that's why they would join a community mm. because they can't, they don't want to do it by themselves and they need that support. And maybe you are a person that needs that support. I remember when I was a teenager, and I was very much into fitness. None of my friends ever wanted to work out. They were more video games and eat whatever they want kind of guys. And I remember I would be like, yo, let's, let's go run. Let's go run the bridge. Let's go outside. Let's go for a walk. No. So you didn't have the right people around you. I didn't have the right people around me. This is, this is pre-Facebook. This is when they had a thing, a social media platform at the time called Sconex. 
this was like the early days of social media. This was around the time where MySpace was getting big, right? So if I was growing up around that time and I'm growing up in New York City, I don't, I don't know how to access people that like kids today have or like we have today. Today, you can connect with anyone. You just have to be willing to go on social media and put yourself out there. I am quite certain that there is a Facebook group for a running club here in Austria or a rowing club here in Austria. There's a Facebook group for this. What is to stop you if your passion is rowing? What is to stop you if your passion is running or your passion is drawing or your passion is dancing? I am also certain too that the salsa dance studio here in Klagenfurt has a Facebook group page where they have probably at least a hundred members. What is to stop you right now from getting up on Facebook, going to that page, and then DMing some of the members and saying, hey, are you guys interested in doing like a meetup to do salsa? You've got to ask yourself if that's what you really want to do. For me, as I was saying, when I had those friends, they didn't want to run the bridge with me. They didn't want to exercise with me. So I had to learn how to be my own friend. I had to do these things all by myself. Building my own businesses by myself. Learning things by myself. While most people, well, again, my, my friends were out playing video games in their house or in their house playing video games. I was reading the books on how to build a business. I was doing all these things by myself behind closed doors for the last 10, 15 years. It's not easy. But if that is the passion, if that is something that really truly drives you, discipline yourself to schedule the first step today in your calendar. Otherwise, why are you making excuses? And then that's a different topic. Then that comes into, well, there's a psychology issue here. That is, that is a, a mindset thing. That is a, a deep psychological trauma, perhaps, whether or not you're saying, oh, I feel lazy. Oh, I don't feel like doing it. Well, there's a reason why you don't feel like doing it. And it, it's not superficial that you just don't feel like doing it. There's a much deeper reason. Yeah. And that's what I was saying and mentioning about having a creative block. Like what if someone feels literally scared to death to express themselves creatively because they got slapped and physically violated by a parent for creating for expressing themselves creatively as a kid as an example right in your example because when you said that i just thought about you with your father you were you had this time where you were singing and dancing in your room and then your father took down the door that was one example but that was an example that was traumatizing enough for you to where you felt that it was not okay for you to sing and dance and be loud in your own home. What you thought was your own home. Since the time that I've known you, this has been an ongoing theme. This has been an ongoing block for you. Still to this day, you've gotten a lot better about it, but still to this day, there is still a form of a block about dancing and singing and being loud and disrupting, because you just mentioned it. And I believe that it is those blocks that are the causes of us making excuses to not do the thing that we actually want to do. Bingo. I have observed 
that when it comes to living a life of purpose, when it comes to our big ones living their life's purpose, it is in many ways a habit. It is in many ways a decision. Yes. Just because someone is either from the people that are working the nine to five jobs, the freelancers or the business owners or the retired, it does not matter. If your purpose is important enough for you to express, make that a priority. Make a commitment to yourself and discipline yourself to do the thing as often as you can at the same time, same setup, same way. Do it. Give it at least three to six months, at least. In today's age, People cannot commit to things for more than a few weeks at best. But it is the commitment to doing this long term. And even six months is short term. I'm talking about, Emma, you are saying you want to do LifePurpose.com. This is a lifelong journey. You're going to be doing this until you're old, until you have wrinkles, perhaps. If you want to build yourself up as this person, as this brand, helping people with their purpose. That is a lifelong commitment. That's that's from now until likely the day you go. There have been people that have had the same career over and over again, not because they had to, but because they chose to, because they wanted to, because they enjoyed it. Those are the people that are, that are example setters. And I challenge our big ones that if their purpose is important enough for them to live, if they're listening to this and dedicating the time to ask themselves these questions, who am I? What are my gifts? What am I here to do? How can I be of service to others? Take the first step, schedule it in your calendar and go, go and see where that takes you. I believe that we need to change how we perceive the word commitment. It may have a negative tone or energy for some people. I know some people, they they fear commitment and they don't want anything to do with the word commitment. What? Especially, I think for our generation, I think the word commitment is widely misunderstood. It's the same thing like too with having discipline and consistency and quote unquote hard work. I know for a fact you do not like when I say hard work or to work hard or to hustle, but this is the truth of it, at least from my state of consciousness. Like I was telling you, I was watching a interview from the diary of a CEO about a woman that became massively successful, literally just buying in and just buying businesses, buying a portfolio of businesses. And she happened to stumble across a very wealthy airline owner from South Africa that had been building that business for over 60 years. And obviously this man was a billionaire. And he said that there was no secret to his success, except he did the thing, the one thing, which was build that airline business for 60 years. Can you imagine how incredible of a thing you can build if you dedicated that same amount of time? LifePurpose.com, it may be a little seedling now. It may have sprouts now but it can be a mighty oak tree by the time you're an old lady. And do you know how that's possible? By watering that seed over and over and over again. It's, and that's commitment. That's commitment, folks. 
It's the same thing like with relationships. People are very quick to end relationships, especially in our generation, and then go right on to the next one. Versus having the commitment to actually water the seed of the relationship here and now. There's this idea or this 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 idea or this perception that the grass is greener on the other side. Well, what if your grass is already what if your grass could be green? And all you have to do is water it consistently. If someone gets triggered by commitment, the word commitment or discipline or hard work or hustle, they have to look at themselves and ask themselves, like, what is it in me that gets triggered by those words? Like I've seen it um, with the cacao ceremonies that for the majority of people, even just signing up over the registration page was too much of a commitment, seemingly, just to give an example. And that's the problem also with being very targeted to a little village area in Austria. Hmm. Yeah. We have to go to the whole world if you want to do commitment. Because there, I'm sure, will be people that are absolutely 100% committed to doing cacao ceremonies online if they had to. But I believe, I believe commitment is definitely a winner's attitude. 100%. Part of the toolbox of a winner. Attitude. Eating the same thing every single day for some people is boring. But what if eating the same thing every single day got you into the best shape of your life every single day? And I believe that is that is what it comes down to for a lot of people. Um, for them, commitment may equal boredom. And... Um, some people may just want to have and experience a lot of variety in their life, you know. Nothing wrong with that. But be real with yourself. If you believe that with that attitude of let me just jump from one thing to the other is going to work out for me long term when it comes to living my purpose. You even said this before. You had the stage of your life where you were doing a whole bunch of different things but you were going around in circles. You would start something, you would stop. Start something, stop. I myself too. I remember when I was personal training these two guys and one of them was in their 30s and he said, you know, one of the biggest mistakes in my life that I made is starting something and then immediately jumping to the next thing. You've got to be focused. You've got to be focused. Have an idea, have some ideas of what you want to do. You already talked about this. Go back into your childhood, look at your past, look at what you gravitated towards. Start there. But make a commitment to actually looking and then finding what it is that you would be happy doing on a long-term basis. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the LifePurpose.com podcast. If you found this episode valuable, share it with someone that you know needs to hear this. And until next time on the LifePurpose.com podcast.